everyone, and welcome to Travel with K&D, podcast where we talk about Universal and Disney. We are on episode 11. My name is Crystal. And I'm Drew. And today we're going to continue our walkthroughs, but this time we're going to head across I-4 to Universal Studios in Orlando. Not really across, but like down, meandering. Meandering. Down, down, a, down, a, down a spell. We're leaving the mouse behind for this, for this week. Curse you, Mickey. (laughs) Who needs you anyway? So Universal Studios Orlando Resort, it consists of three parks and a city walk um, with one more park on the way that's going to be called Epic Universe. Epic. Uh, So that's quite a few years away. Um, But we do have Universal Studios Florida, Universal's Islands of Adventure, and Universal's Volcano Bay. Uh, So today we're going to start with Universal Studios. Um, so it's not to be confused. There's Universal Studios, the park, and Universal Orlando Resort. That's all the of it property. all together. Right. Yeah. So Universal Studios is um, kind of more of the more popular, what you, usually people picture in mind. It's, 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 it's original, old school Universal. Yeah, it's really this, the counterpart to yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, studios. Um, so... Really, once you kind of get in there, you have that like really big archway that says Universal Studios on it. You have that really iconic globe that's outside that's really great for photos. Um, and this this is kind of, uh, when people are doing multiple day parks, this is the park that we really kind of recommend starting in. Yeah. For a few different reasons. So, uh, one of the big benefits to this, this is walking distance from the Hard Rock Hotel and the Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel which we talked about a little bit when we went through all of the hotels in earlier episodes. Well, so there are boat shuttles if you want to as well. Yeah, there are boat shuttles as well. Um, really great just outside of this park is the Blue Man Group. Um, I'm not sure if they're entirely back yet. I don't think they are. Didn't they cancel it? I don't, I don't remember. I know that's where they were housed. I don't remember if they're bringing it back or if it's just temporarily canceled. Yeah, or... that was, of course, in the old Nickelodeon studios. And I'm pretty sure the Blue Man Group's done in Orlando. I thought that was announced amidst covid but we'll have to look into that and add that to your blog post absolutely yeah uh and of course just how disney is there is quick service and there are full service restaurants throughout the park um not very many full service actually i think they're all mostly in city walk um but lots of restaurants so let's go ahead and Enter in through the gates and get started. The first thing you see when you enter into Universal Studios, it's actually one of my favorite rides in this park, is Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Yeah. Um, super cute ride. It's really great for kids. Um, does move you around, but they do have an option that doesn't. Um, so it's good for those even who have some motion sickness issues. Um, really... Yeah, it's really super cute. Lots of queues here are outside. Um, yeah, so just are, keep that in mind. Of, yeah, there is there's a lot of extended queues in uh, on the Universal Orlando Resort property that are outdoors. Uh, so it wouldn't hurt necessarily to have a uh, you know a, a bottle of water handy. Uh, make sure it's topped off before you get into lines, especially if you're going in the summer months, because uh, you can you can definitely be out there and. Um, in, in my past experience, I don't know if Crystal, if you found it the same way, some of the fans can be a little hit or miss in some spots. Yeah. So even taking like a portable fan or even yeah. some of those neck fans may be a good idea. Um, but definitely invest in a really good water bottle for any time you are visiting Florida, yeah. um, that keeps your stuff cool and put ice in it. And, 
um, nobody wants there. a heat stroke when they're on vacation. No, absolutely no. not. So, yeah, after uh, Despicable Me, you keep walking down the, uh, you know, little Main Street there, whatever you want to call it. Then you come across Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, which, of course, is uh, their, their, their big coaster they have at Universal Studios Florida. Uh, it's got a really cool 90-degree vertical lift hill. Um, it's a little shaky. It's a little rough. It's definitely not known for... Um, you being know, the smoothest being a, coaster, being a smooth like B and M coaster, or anything like that. But uh, it, it's it's kind of cool. You've got a uh, conveyor belt conveyor belt loading platform. Uh, you can pick the soundtrack that you listen to or the song that you listen to, which makes it um, really cool. You can customize your ride experience. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is pretty cool. Um, a little further down, you've got uh, race through New York with Jimmy Fallon. Um, this is kind of a cool attraction. A lot of people like to hate on it. Um, I don't. I don't dislike it. If you like SNL, you'll like this. Yeah, you know if you if you're if you're if SNL, you hate SNL, do not go yeah. on this ride. Or if you don't like Jimmy Fallon and like Jimmy Fallon's characters, then you probably won't like this ride. But it's kind of cool. The queue area um, has a lot of memorabilia from the various um, earlier Tonight Show hosts. You've got you know some suits by you know worn by Johnny Carson and Jay Leno and you know things like that that are pretty cool. Um, that you can experience and then it's just one large there's there's two i think two large theaters um <clears throat> pardon me for the actual ride you know experience and it's just a uh it's just a motion 3d ride yeah this um, doesn't have the traditional queue like you wait in a single file line it's really right. like waiting areas and the last waiting area you go through actually has like um like giant touchscreen tvs that kids can play games yeah, on so it's definitely a little bit of a different waiting experience than any other ride. Yeah, like you, you literally just go into the, a giant, you know, green room, room. Yeah. like green, yeah, like a green room basically that has memorabilia all over the place, and you'll have the occasional uh, appearance of hashtag the panda and the dapper Dan's will perform, and you're basically given a colored card if I remember correctly, and whenever that color is called, that's when you it's your time to board the, board ride. the ride basically. Um, so you get a, you can get a bit of an air conditioning break, which is kind of cool in there. Um, that's the really, uh, there's really not an extended outdoor queue that I can recall. No, I think everything's fashion. really inside. Um, so this is, this, that's nice in the summer months. They definitely have the AC cranked up in this part of the building, which is cool and, uh, is definitely appreciated for sure. And um, right across from that, we have one of our son's favorites too, not his favorite, but one. Uh, is the Transformers the Ride 3D? I actually really like this I ride. I absolutely love Transformers. And if you, <laughs> if you're someone like me, there are buttons you can push all along the queue. I mean, they do absolutely nothing, but it's fun just to randomly push the buttons or twist the knobs or whatever. It makes it look like you're in a nest facility. Well, it was great for COVID, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> buttons all over the wall. Take some hand sanitizer with you. And... Clip it on your belt loop. But I still push buttons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, you do. We can all agree to that, Crystal. <laughs> um, also, in that general area, you've got Revenge of the Mummy, which is uh, the second coaster that is in Universal Studios. I love this uh, attraction. Um, you've got a lot of, you know, it's a launch coaster. The, the story elements and the theming is is phenomenal. Uh, it's a very smooth ride. Uh, it's not too extreme. It is it is an indoor dark coaster. There are some, you know, jump scare elements and things like that. So uh, it might not be young, know, kid young, friendly, young kid friendly, sure, but... Um, but as long as, you know, they know there might be some scary moments. It's not by any means scarier than, you know, the queue for, um, 
you know, Skull Island Reign of Kong, which we'll get into, you know, in the next episode. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a nice, it's a nice attraction. It's definitely worth it. Um, for sure. Let's see here. Up next, um, well, we got to talk about it sooner or later, don't we? This one is our son's absolute favorite. He would just ride this nonstop if we allow him, but he's Which also we a... won't. <laughs> he is a big, big fan of the movies. And I will preface this. I don't think the ride is horrible. I think it's worth a ride. If one. It, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, let's let's just get out of the way. So we're talking about Fast and Furious Supercharged. And I'm sure, you know, if, if, if you've done your research and you've talked to people and you've, I'm sure you've heard how polarizing the opinions of this attraction can be. Um, the queue line is phenomenal. The queue line's the amazing. The is amazing. Seeing the cars and the trucks and all the, you know, the, the detail they put into the queue. And actually the, the one thing that Universal does really, really well, well is the subtle nods to past attractions that have been in, um, that in, space. in that space before so there's a nod to uh earthquake and there's a nod to i can't remember the previous attractions i feel like an idiot right now i'm sorry but um you'll have to you'll have to like post a picture in yeah. the uh, blog to talk about it because there, there's there's it, it, it's one of the things that universal does really really well but anyway back to the ride right so um but yeah but it's not a bad ride it's just it's the same story in you know as you get in uh in hollywood and, you know, there, there's just some people, myself included, that feel that you could have done a lot better and a lot different things with the Fast and Furious franchise than, you know, a, a party bus tour. And they do have a really cool gift shop. So if yeah. you have people who are Fast and Furious fans, even if they're only fans of one or two of the movies. Or if you're a car guy. Or if you're a car guy. Yeah. There's some really cool merchandise in there. Um, I really think the queue in that gift shop is the whole reason our son geeks out about that because he's a mini car guy through and through. Yeah. He will recite every single one of those movies verbatim. You know, so for him, it's just kind of cool to for him to feel like he's in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. So um, keep it on moving along. We're, We're going to kind of skip over this next little attraction. We'll get back yeah, to it. So an area, yeah. But, going on uh, a little jaunt. Yep. So keep on walking, and you come across the uh, Fear Factor Lives um, Studio, which is a uh, it's kind of like a live action, you know, stunt show. Um, but it's that's I don't even I don't know if this is brought back either. We need to look yeah. A lot this. of a lot of the shows are really up in the air. Right. Because the the cool thing about this is it actually uses guests like it's a legit like they pull people out of the audience to do it or you sign up to do it to be an extra in the show um or a contestant in the show but it's not a gimmick or anything like that you're a legit you're you're hooked up to safety lines and you're you know jumping off of cars that are like four or five stories in the you know high or whatever it is maybe it's two or three i don't remember exactly how high it is but uh it's it's a legit thing so we'll have to look into that as well but uh, you keep on walking, then you come across Men in Black Alien Attack, which is another indoor ride. Um, you know, it has a little bit of an outdoor queue, but the AC in the indoor portion is phenomenal. It is. It is very good. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. It's kind of like a, like a Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin where you're uh, you're in a you know car and you kind of you know ride vehicle and go around and shoot aliens and stuff like that. And it's, it's pretty neat. But, yeah. And again, really cool queue. It really kind of takes you back to the movies and that so uh younger generation maybe not quite so into it but you know for those of us in our 30s 40s it's interactive and it's still fun though no one enjoys it yeah so then we kind of move into 
a little bit more of a kid area. So this is where you get the Simpsons, you get Barney, you get Curious George, Woody Woodpecker. Um, well, it's two separate areas. You got Springfield, which has right. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all kind of like in one. I guess kind of like your big area, and it's sectioned off Springfield, and then then you get to Barney. And then, then the, the Barney and the area. Curious George. Um, lots of. They seem more like carny rides in The Simpsons. It's kind of meant to seem that That's way. They're just be, though, yeah. permanent carny yeah, rides. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get into you get into the Springfield area, and you've got like the carnival games and things like that. You have carnival barkers. They don't harass you like they do when you're at you know like the local fair or whatever. But uh, you know, you can do your you know dart games and you know bouncing the ball off the stop sign gimmicks and. Uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. And you've got the, you know, you got like the, what is it, Kane and Crotos or whatever his name is, uh, Twirl and Hurl, which is kind of like that, you know, spinning saucer ride. And um, yeah, it, it pretty well holds up to his name for people who do not like spinning. Yeah. And then you've got, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the traditional Simpsons ride, which is the, uh, the big, you know, uh, you know, 3D attraction that used to be Back to the Future back in the day for those universal purists. Um, there is a restaurant that's there too, and it's a big like cafeteria style. I don't remember the name of it, and honestly, it's not on the map either. Um, but there's, yeah, there's we, lots of different there's options a, yeah, to pick also, from. Yeah, there's there's four or five different, you know, themed. Sim, I'm not a big Simpsons fan. I apologize, uh, but like from the Simpsons universe, if you will, <clears throat> pardon me, um, that are inside of this giant, you know, indoor cafeteria, and you know, you've got. Uh, uh, there's the, the, the fish, you know, the fish restaurant, uh, you've got, and they um, got pizza, the they got burgers, and, burgers and, uh, um, chicken, chicken. tenders. I always, yeah. the, I always get the chicken and waffle sandwich. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's really cool. Then, when you first walk in here, they have this giant mural yeah. that has every single character that has ever shown yeah. up on Simpsons as of the point they painted this mural. Yeah. So it's kind of neat to like almost play like a where's waldo kind right. of thing yeah look for those like you know those really obscure characters that were only on for like an episode for five or six seconds like they're on this mural which is really really cool so the level of detail there is neat and of course you've got um you've got you know moe's tavern as well so you can get a drink um and uh they've got uh, a couple like food trucks that are out there um as well and you can get a duff beer and stuff so the theming in the springfield area is really really cool uh, if if you're a Simpsons fan, it's just it just was never my thing growing up. And yeah, it's still cool even really if you're like, not a big Simpsons person. I mean, like yeah. we know of Simpsons, we've seen some episodes here and there, but we were never really religious on watching every single episode or anything like that. Just kind of caught it here and there. Yeah, uh, enough to know like main characters and stuff like that. Although I don't remember the last time I've watched a Simpsons episode. Right, but then you get back into the uh, you keep walking you get into the the kids area. Um, that's where you've got like the you know the Barney area, Curious George, Woody Woodpecker. Um, there's a SpongeBob, um, kind of like photo opportunity and, uh, a gift shop um, with gift lots shop of SpongeBob well stuff in it, in this area. And then you've got the, uh, ET adventure, which I believe is the only remaining attraction from the first iteration of universal studios. There's nothing else left. Everything's been, you know, revamped, revamped and... to something modern, but ET, you know, I think there's that agreement with Spielberg that as long as the park's open, E.T. has to be there or something like that. I think is what their, I don't remember exactly what their agreement is, but that's kind of what the the story goes or whatever. But uh, then you've got, you know, the E.T. adventure and then um, you've got the new Bourne Stuntacular, which was um, uh, new. Yeah, I think it's the newest thing in that park. Yeah, other than whatever is taking over the Shrek 4D. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's uh, 
you know, rumored to be Secret Life of Pets, I believe. But I mean, it, it should be cool. They have a Secret Lights of Pets ride in Hollywood, right. and it looks super, super cute. Um, so it would be great if they brought something like that because yeah. I know that's a pretty big movie, and we especially with kids and things like that. All right, so that's kind of all around the park. Now, all the way in the back of the park, we kind of just did a big circle and kind of skipped over this. And honestly, this is a big thing that people go to Universal for. Um, And this is also the number one and probably one of the only reasons we recommend to do a park-to-park pass. Jaws. Sorry, it's gone. No. Oh, no, that's right. We're talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. Leave me alone. Expression and motion you just made with your, you like whole threw your whole body into that just now. Good God. So Universal (laughs) Studios is home to Diagon Alley, um, which is, is, is pretty awesome. You actually, you actually walk into London. (laughs) They have the night bus. There's even one of the red telephone booths that you can dial the Ministry of Magic. Mm -hmm. Um, You walk through the, you know, big archway through the, you know, like you're walking through Leaky Cauldron, um, all kinds of stuff. And you got Ollivander's there. You, um, crap, what restaurant is there? Um, there's a, there, I know there's a restaurant and there's a couple different rides that's in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, one is like the Escape from Gringotts. Escape from Gringotts attraction. And, uh, which is, is really awesome. Yeah. I love that ride. And that queue is, you actually have, you know, the goblins there and you walk into like this massive luxurious dripping and golden diamonds looking bank. Yeah. The, uh, the, the chandeliers are absolutely incredible. And they even have a dragon that breathes fire right outside of it. Yes. Uh, real fire. Mm -hmm. It is hot. Um, it's not close enough to touch anybody, but you feel it. Um, it's really cool. You got, uh, the Weasley, uh, brothers, Weasley's wizarding, wizarding something. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Um, that's really cool. Now, keep in mind with Harry Potter, it is all claustrophobic. Oh, God. Yeah, um, I mean, that's like that's just how you know. That's how things are, you know, kind of in 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 Harry Potter, right? So everything's cramped and congested and built and packed tightly, and that's J.K. Rowling. She wanted, you know, a that attention to detail. So it's not built in theme park sizes, right? It's, it's cramped and claustrophobic. I don't get claustrophobic. And I had to walk out of one of the stores cause I was going to punch somebody in the face. I was losing. I was just like, ah, like it was, it was yeah. Crazy. So just, just keep in mind, make sure you have, you know, type grip on your kids so that they don't yeah. kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, maybe even keep them outside with someone after they kind of look at a few things, but definitely keep that in mind. Like it is, cramped spaces you're going to be shoulder to shoulder with people um but you can buy robes and wands through these all kinds of goodies um treat wise and things like that um you can get pumpkin juice and butter beer Mm -hmm. on depending on the time of year they do have hot butter beer and they have frozen butter beer as well what's the little not what is it nocturne alley what's the oh yeah uh nocturne alley yeah, so you so can go a, down nocturne alley yeah there's a separate area that's in diagon alley that's nocturne alley and it's 
and a it lot is. of people it's don't dark. see yeah. it it's dark it. and it's yep. cool like it's, temperature yeah. wise right. it is cool yeah because it's completely secluded in that area it's tucked away in a corner just like again like in the movies right it's kind of like walking in a cave you know where you walk in and that temperature yeah. drops yeah. that's that's really what it's like because there's no you get five or six feet probably inside and there's no natural sunlight anymore. No. It's And dim, it's dim lights. It's dark. You know, I have very poor night vision. Um, it takes a hot minute for me. He ran into a wall one time. Anything. I laughed. You shut your face. <laughs> um, it takes a little bit to, you know, to be able to kind of uh, condition yourself to be able to see and, and get around. But uh, you've got, um, you know, that's kind of where your, your, you know, dark, uh, dark arts type uh, merchandise is, is in, you know, this area as well. Um, and there's some cool, again, universal throwbacks to the area. There is some cool, like, nods to Jaws um, in the Diagon Alley area. Um, that, a real, that needs to be one of our episodes. We need to do, like, the, like, Universal Studios Easter eggs. Yeah, for and sure. The next the, time we're able to get down to the parks, we'll definitely kind of do a walkthrough yeah. and, and with everything that's going to have to go on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Then we'll have to do like the, uh, the universal, like the, like the, 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 the VIP and like backstage tours. Cause there's yeah, I wonder if they brought those back. Yeah. There, before COVID there were certain attractions you could go on to that were like, you kind of get a peek behind the curtain, like men in black, you could go down and like see the, the main like down area, to the office down area, the office area. You could get a behind the scenes look at, um, you know, uh, the Jimmy Fallon race through New York and actually go to the control um, room, which the control, is cool, you could see the control room and you could see a really cool, like porch area that overlooks the, uh, the, uh, the stage below and actually see the center of, well, it isn't anymore. It was the center of universal property, um, was in that area. And you can see that too. And there's a couple other attractions that have that. Yeah. We did there. that for my birthday one year and it was, it was really cool. I'm not sure. And they're if they're, still, do. if they're yeah. still doing that because of, you know, the whole COVID and right. everything. Um, but definitely something. And you can always ask. Yeah. All right. So this is why we say get a park to park. Oh, yes. Because there's the Hogwarts Express. You get on from, you know, you go through Platinum 9 and 3 quarters. It'll actually. Platform. Platform, yeah. yeah. Platform 9 and 3 quarters. I thought you said Platinum platform nine and three quarters um and there is actually a cool if you got a bigger party one person should hang back a little bit as you're walking through the queue line as you're getting to like the pillar that you walk through once you go upstairs there's you have to go up you you have to go upstairs to the platform or you go up an elevator if you're unable if you're someone in your party is unable to go upstairs that's where there's this right so it thing that crystal bar you know they it gives you that look of walking through the wall, mm-hmm. um, you know, but yeah, there's an because they don't like have it. real wizarding magic, even though I wish they did, um, you do need someone to hang back. It's really cool. Get a video, be able to show people, take photos. Um, so definitely just have someone hang back just a little bit. And people in line are usually really, really cool. They understand it. You can go straight ahead and catch up with the rest of your party. Yeah. Not an issue. Because it is easy to miss this too, unfortunately. Because most people like, it's, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the, the queue line aspect of it. And you're like, okay, here we are just cattle, like herded through the line. Right. And by and the time you it. realize what you're doing, it's too late. Yeah. But it literally looks like you're running through the wall, at platform nine and three quarters. And then you round the corner and then bam, 
Yeah, so it's super cool. There's the Hogwarts uh, the, Express. The train is beautiful. Yes. Um, and you do get a little bit of a different ride experience on it. They have um, kind of like projections that go on the windows and things like that that'll change up every now and then. I don't think we've gotten the same story twice. No, yeah, there it's, it is an evolving story. It's uh, like each you're at each cabin in the train has uh, uh, you've got screens that are in the door of the uh of your train and then you've got like your exterior window that are screens as well uh so you're not actually seeing the florida environment or anything like that it's you're you're in a in a small you know closet sized space if you will that you're seated and you're you're watching the show as you take the uh you know the the short uh train ride or i think it's technically it's a funicular or whatever but you know it's a train whatever uh to islands of adventure you can only get on this with a park-to-park. Now, yes. if you forget and you get to there and decide that you really want to do the Hogwarts Express, they will upgrade your ticket right then and there. Yeah, they have uh, ticket staff right there that you can upgrade your ticket to. But they won't even let you start in the queue no, without a park-to-park pass. Yeah, you, so, can, you can walk in maybe 20 feet into the area to get to the queues and that's when they check. You have to scan your ticket just like you were getting in that, the park. You were getting in the in the park, and if you can't scan in, you cannot enter. So you won't see the train. You won't see the queue. You won't see. You won't have that experience, and you'll have to, you know, schlep on down to Islands of Adventure and walk in the old fashioned way. Yeah, and I would definitely recommend doing that ahead of time because a lot of times you can get a better deal on that park to park than what you can when you do it right then and there. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and take the Hogwarts Express over to Islands of Adventure. We're going to finish out this episode at Hogsmeade. Um, so really, Hogsmeade, the newest thing there is Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure, which, mm-hmm. oh my God, this coaster, this is my favorite ride, period, between Disney and Universal in Orlando, my favorite ride. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give the precursor and throw back to Crystal. I won't be able to speak too much about... Uh, Hagrid's or um, uh, the uh, God, what's the other attraction? Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Forbidden Forest Journey or yeah, something Forbidden like that. Forbidden Journey, yeah. Um, I won't be able to speak much about it because I'm a big dude um, and I don't fit on uh, the majority of Universal like extreme attractions or any kind of thrill ride attractions. Um, so that's the one thing I would say uh, is the is the the kind of the scale. No pun intended. God Almighty, Drew. Uh, tips in favor, the scale tips in favor of Disney, if you're a big person, because, uh, you know, a lot of their attractions, there's only, there's only one thing that I can't go on at, uh, at Disney, but there is a lot at Universal that I cannot go on, uh, due to my, it's not even, you know, some of it's, some of it's my chest, some of it's, you know, my, it's, it's just, I'm I'm just a very But Universal does have test seats outside yes. of every ride so you can test outside and see if you're going to be able to get on the ride instead of waiting in line for the queue and then mm-hmm. you know i know you've had that a couple times and yeah, you, you just you, you just hate the, being in front of everybody yeah. and them saying nope get off <laughs> yeah you don't have to take the uh it's nice you know that you can use the test seat sometimes you've got the uh you know obligatory kid who wants to play in it or whatever and you're like hey get, get out of the way i'd like to you know sit here and make sure i can fit but uh, once you do, you know, you can kind of, if you, you know, there's lights and things like that that tell you whether or not you're going to be good. And nine times out of ten, there's an attendant there as well because um, it's near the height stick location where they'll give you kind of um, 
you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're good. No, you're not. You might be close, you know, et cetera. And you can kind of chance it, but, uh, it's good. Cause if you're definitely in the red and you're, you're nowhere near it, it, it spares you the, uh, from, you know, making the walk of shame as, as I kind of call it, which is, uh, which is nice. Yeah. So for Hagrid's, um, couple things I will recommend with this one. Um, one, the, the queue is phenomenal. Again, it's really, really cool. You have absolutely no cell reception once you get in that queue, though. So if you're trying to contact your party, you ain't doing it. Um, the ride went down on us once, and we were just sitting there. Uh, me and my friend and our two kids were just sitting there, and we had no way to uh, reach the guys to tell them, like, hey, you know, we're kind of just stuck in line. Um, so you have no cell service, so just keep that in mind. If you're someone waiting outside, just bear with them. Um, there is, a like, a moving pathway that you load onto this and you have a motorcycle and you have a sidecar and my son and I have ridden this both ways with one in the motorcycle one in the sidecar and then we switched the next time we went around so my big recommendation for this adults and larger people ride the motorcycle you have a little bit more room in your thighs my thighs are a little wider it gave me a little bit extra room there things like that kids go in the sidecar. Um, unfortunately, when we switched, when we, you know, went down later in the year, the ride whips you around. It it goes fairly fast. There are drops in it. You go backwards. You're, you know, going around turns. Yeah, it's a it, launch coaster. It's so. a launch coaster. Yeah. And it's pretty intense. It is super fun. But it got to be so much for my son that I looked back when he was riding with my mom and he was on the motorbike and he's just slumped forward. And both my mom and I are now panicking. Well, you know, it comes to find out that, like, he kind of dipped his head down to kind of prevent the wind a little bit. And everything was moving so much. And he had so much force on him, he couldn't pull himself back up. So kids go in the sidecar um, would be my biggest recommendation because no parent wants to kind of deal with that. I mean, he was secure in there and everything was good. But, yeah, definitely uh, kids sidecar. If you're uh, a little on the bigger side go in the motorcycle, but really fun ride. Forbidden Journey, um, this one kind of takes you through the Forbidden Forest, things like that. You're in you a harness. All over, you go all over the property at Hogwarts, really. Yeah. yeah. Your feet are, you know, kind of dangling, um, but it can be a motion sickness issue ride. Um, so just keep that in mind. You do also have the uh, three broomsticks that you can eat at here. Uh, it's another cafeteria kind of style uh, thing. So really cool. Um, really that's a big thing for Harry Potter. Um, the wizarding world, get your wands, get your, uh, yeah, this was the original, uh, this was the original location for the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So it's definitely a lot larger, at least it seems like it is to me anyway, um, of the two between Diagon Alley and, and, uh, Hogsmeade. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot more shops. It's a little, it's a lot more spread out. Um, so there's definitely, um, and it still yeah. is a little claustrophobic. It's still but... a little claustrophobic in some areas, but you've got the Ollivander, the primary Ollivander's location here and, and things like that. So it's pretty cool to be able to, you know, experience that and not be as, as cramped. So make sure you subscribe mm-hmm. or follow us. That way you get alerted for next week's episode. We're going to finish up IOA and take you through City Walk and Volcano Bay as well. Kind of finish out our walkthrough of Universal. So... For sure. Uh, Subscribe, follow us, check us out on all of our socials. Uh, 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at travelwithknd.com. And brand new, we have a YouTube yep. channel just today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just started the YouTube channel, so there will be more content going up. There's only one thing on there right now as we kind of get it started. But I will post that link on our website, too. That is travelwithknd.com. Cool. Thanks a lot, everybody. We appreciate it. Make sure that you uh, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And we will catch you all later. Have a good one. Have a good one, y'all.